been dreading her birthday. 30 was nothing to look forward to. She pressed the 15 button on the elevator, hoping the doors would open on a sailboat in the middle of the ocean instead of her 9 to 5 job in a tiny cubicle. The ding of arrival snapped Fee back to reality. The door opened to the blindingly vibrant interior of the Flexiplex office, the fitness company where she's been a data analyst for most of her 20s. Carrie, a perfectly sculpted platinum blonde that would give Barbie a run for her money, sat at the front desk answering phones with her pink blinged out headset, repeating, Thank you for calling Flexiplex, home of the Peck Flex Complex. Where can I direct your call? Please hold. She caught sight of Fee and smiled with a wink. Fee smiled back nervously. Carrie had never paid her much attention. Why would she acknowledge her today? Fee hurried down the hallway to the back of the office, where the colorful hues turned monotone and a maze of cubicles filled the room. When Fee made it to her cubicle, something seemed off. She placed her bag down and rolled out her computer chair. A piece of pink construction paper laid on top with her name on it. She turned the paper over, but the other side was blank. Maybe her cubicle neighbor and friend Alex would know what this was about. She leaned over their dividing wall. Hey, Alex! Surprise! A group of co-workers, the birthday committee to be specific, including platinum blonde Carrie, jumped out from around the corner with balloons. Alex held a cake lit with candles. Fee tried to put on a smile, but her face flushed like a tomato. Thank you, guys. You didn't have to go through this trouble. Nonsense! Alex shook his head. I've been trying to figure out your birthday forever, and I did it thanks to my awesome social media snooping skills. She never liked being the center of attention and opted out of telling the birthday committee when it was for fear of this humiliation. But Alex was her friend, after all, and she couldn't stay mad at him. Come on, blow out the candles! Make a wish! Alex shoved the cake in front of her face, smiling from ear to ear. I wish this would be over already! You know you can't say your wish out loud or it won't come true. He sing-songed, placing the cake on her desk. She pouted her lips out with a sincere, pleading face, and he agreed. All right, party people, show's over. I'll put the cake in the break room soon. He grabbed the balloons from Carrie and placed them by Fee's desk chair. The crowd dissipated back to work. What'd you do that for? Fee let out a deep breath, releasing the embarrassment. You deserve a birthday celebration. 
especially on your 30th. I know you don't like the attention, but if we have to sit through Gail's 58th celebration and listen to her fart when she blows out the candles too hard, we could give you this quiet surprise. Look at these dope balloons. I picked them out myself. The balloons were a delightful gaggle of metallic mylar balloons. A giant silver one was in the center, with smaller gold and pink ones surrounding it. She did enjoy looking at them. Thank you, Alex. I appreciate the balloons and the cake. You can take it to the break room, though. I already ate my breakfast. Okay, but I'm saving you a slice in the fridge. You know those mongrels will destroy this thing within minutes. He grabbed the cake off her desk and turned the corner. It was nice of Alex to give her a celebration. She stared at her reflection in the giant silver balloon, contemplating if she should ask Alex out for drinks in the evening. A small green light flashed on the surface of the balloon, and she shielded her eyes from the glare. She turned around to find the source of the light. The labyrinth of cubicles stretched out before her, with the drone of typing and phone ringing. No green lights. When she faced the balloons again, the light was gone. She shrugged it off, thinking it was probably some reflection from a smoke detector. By lunchtime, Fee was ready to be done with the day. She sat back in her chair, staring at the slice of ocean on the horizon through her window as she ate her prepackaged salad. A shrill buzz rang out from her desk speakers that shook Fee from her daydream. She looked at her computer screen, and the Flexiplex screensaver bounced just shy of the corner. She shook the mouse, and the screen returned to her software where she had left it. Nothing else was open on her computer. Communication line is now open. Rayla, do you read? She stood up and peered over the divider to see if Alex was surprising her with something else. He was at his computer, typing away, bobbing his head rhythmically. Hey, Alex! He didn't turn around. She tried again louder. Alex! He still didn't hear her. She grabbed a piece of paper from her desk and crumpled it up into a ball to throw at him. It hit the back of his head. He swiveled around in his chair, confused, and took off the headphones he had in his ears. Hey, birthday girl, you heading out early? No, no, did you just say something a few moments ago? Something about communications? In a high-pitched voice? Maybe you heard my music? Sometimes Lady Gaga's angelic voice cannot be contained in these tin cans. He twirled the headphones around in his fingers. Right, the music. Why didn't I think of that? (laughs) I'll let you get back to your tunes. She laughed nervously and started to sit back down. But while she had his attention, this seemed like the perfect time to ask to go out with him for drinks. Before she let herself overthink it, she blurted out, Do you want to get drinks tonight? Maybe? Strap on your dancing shoes? Of course I want to get drinks! Said Alex, clapping his hands delightfully. Fee felt relieved that he didn't reject her invitation. How does eight sound? I will arrive in my chariot to pick you up promptly, he said dramatically. She gave him her address and he put the headphones back on. She couldn't hear any music leaking out of them. That voice had to have come from elsewhere. At the end of the day, Fee shoved the bundle of balloons into the back seat of her car. She anchored them to the bottom of the seat to leave the back window clear. 
but the giant silver one blocked half her sight in the rearview mirror. As she turned onto the street out of the parking garage, a green light reflected off her mirror and into her eye. She swerved the car into the, luckily vacant, metered parking spots on the right side of the street and slammed the brakes. When she opened her eyes, the silver balloon bobbed freely in the mirror. The green light had vanished again. It looked exactly like the green light she had seen earlier. She turned around and pushed the balloon out of the way, looking out the back window. Cars marched by with their white headlights. The street lights spaced out every 200 feet or so down the road. All were a dull red and green. There were no bright green lights anywhere she could see. The radio started to crackle with interference. Fee hit the tune button to change to the next radio station, but the noise remained steady. She tried several stations, and all were static. She reached into her center console to get a CD when the high-pitched voice came through the static. Rayla, are you there? Now she definitely knew she was being followed. Hello? She questioned the intruder with a shaky voice. The static persisted. She didn't feel safe inside her car anymore. Her eyes slowly moved across the back seat. It was empty except for the balloons. The silver one bobbed towards the passenger window, revealing the crack in the seat that leads to the trunk. The trunk. There had to be someone in her trunk. Rayla, I have found the one. The voice rose again through the speakers. Fee jumped out. She grabbed a small can of pepper spray she kept in the side pocket of her door for emergencies. This was an emergency. She tiptoed to the back of her car with the spray can raised in front of her and her keys between her knuckles. Whoever this predator was, she was hoping she could take them on with what little self-defense skills she had. B slowly reached for the latch above the license plate, took a deep breath, and yanked the trunk up. Get out of my car, you freak! She sprayed the bottle in horizontal motion, shielding her eyes. She peered above her arm and noticed an empty trunk that was now covered in the horrible scent of pepper spray. She coughed and waved a hand in front of her nose. Great, I'll never be able to get rid of this smell. She closed the trunk, frustrated that she still couldn't find the source of her stalker. The clock on Fee's microwave glowed 7.45. Alex would be arriving shortly. She had decided on a navy blue dress with a modest V neckline she had worn to a wedding a few years ago. It was the only thing in her closet that was close to being acceptable evening attire. Her black sensible pumps she wore with the dress to the wedding had a big scuff along the side. She ran to the kitchen hoping she could rinse it off with some water. As she passed her birthday balloons that she had thrown next to her dining table, the green light illuminated on her face once again. She followed the light to figure out where it was coming from, but noticed something odd. The light wasn't reflecting off the balloon. It was coming from the balloon. Fee instantly felt violated. Someone must have put a camera inside the balloon to spy on her. Could Alex betray her like that? She reached her hand towards the balloon when a blue light erupted around the green one, blinding her. She instantly dropped the shoe and covered her eyes. She turned away and noticed the room started to move. 
Only it wasn't moving. She was moving. Engulfed by the light, it started to pull her in. She planted her feet down and tried to pull against the force with no luck. She was traveling slowly backwards. The intercom buzzed by the front door of her apartment, and Alex's voice came through. B, it's your party chauffeur. Are you ready? His voice cut out and was replaced by static. Rayla, may I have secured the one? The high-pitched voice returned, buzzing through the intercom. Alex, help me! Fee screamed, but she knew he couldn't hear her. She looked around frantically for something to stop the light beam from pulling her in. She noticed the black pump on the floor. She picked up the shoe and threw it with all her might towards the balloon. She missed by a full foot. She shielded her eyes to get a better look at who or what was inside the light. A white circle about a foot in diameter glowed from the middle of the balloon. She didn't know what she was looking at. Was this really a balloon after all? The metallic outer shell certainly had fooled her. A glowing pulse erupted from the center, sending the other gold and pink balloons flying around her. A white light filled the room. Fee's feet were yanked from under her and she fell on her back, yet didn't hit the floor. Floating, the white filled her vision until she couldn't see anything at all. Alex stood at the entrance gate to Fee's apartment complex. He kept hitting the intercom button with no response. You can't chicken out on me now, Fee. Two martinis have our names written on them, he yelled into the intercom. Luckily, an old woman and her dog came through the gate and let Alex inside. He went up to Fee's apartment and tried knocking on the door. Fee, I bet you look gorgeous. Come on, open up. He waited another minute or so. She must still be in the shower, he thought, and probably wouldn't mind if I wait inside. He tried the doorknob, and it was successfully unlocked. He walked in to see the birthday balloons he got her floating around the ceiling, strings dangling down like a forest of branches, the giant silver one facing him in the center of the room. Fee, it's just me. Don't freak out, he yelled into the empty apartment. He used the silver balloon to check his reflection like a mirror and checked his teeth. Fee awoke and felt nauseous. She was laying on her side on a cold metal floor. Her vision came into focus and she looked around at her surroundings. A silver metal wall was directly in front of her. She looked up and saw a metal ceiling identical to the wall. She spun around and jumped. A transparent gray wall was in front of her, with Alex's face from floor to ceiling as he picked his teeth with his fingernail. He was standing in the middle of her apartment. B, Hello? It's time to go! He shouted down the hallway. She ran to the wall. Alex! I'm right here! Alex finished his teeth cleaning and walked further into her apartment. She started knocking on the wall. Hey, come back, Alex! He couldn't hear her. Why did Alex's face seem so big? She looked around the silver room for a projector. Nothing but metal walls in all directions. There were no doors in sight. She was stuck in this place, wherever this place was. Hello? 
Can anyone hear me? Silence. Please let me go, she shouted to her captors. No one responded until the high-pitched voice echoed off the walls. Target acquired, Grayla. Coming home. I'm not Grayla. You've got the wrong person. Please, let me go. Fee continued to bang on the wall. The room started to rotate and move across her apartment. Her prison was moving. They were heading for the front door Alex had left open. No, please, someone help me, please! She shouted as they headed for the railing that looked over the courtyard. She screamed, thinking that the room was about to tumble down to the ground, but instead, it started to raise into the air. She kept banging on the wall, but no one responded to her cries as she floated towards the stars. Alex walked out of the apartment and closed the door. He couldn't believe Fee would ditch him on her birthday dinner. He looked up over the courtyard as the moonlight glimmered off the giant silver balloon flying away into the night sky. We hope you enjoyed this spine-chilling story. For now you're stuck in strange territory. Wherever you go, the bizarre will follow through mysterious fog and eerie hollows. You can't hide behind brick and mortar when you're lost within the spooky quarter. The Spooky Quarter features narrator Megan Daniels, story host Johnny McCone, and story editing by Melanie Daniels. The Silver Balloon was written by Megan Daniels.